were just two regular dudes from a state far away. I wouldn't want to live in. They DJ and lift weights. They think they are so great, but no one cared about their opinions. So they start a podcast, I-O-L-T-O-S. I only like their old stuff. That's what they'd say. Whether they hate or hype, they're almost never What's up? What's up? Welcome to episode 177 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? You just got really excited for some reason, because <laughs> it was 177. I can't. Yeah, I, well, I, 177 is a special number to me. Uh, 176 is my best clean and jerk of all time, and I can't believe, I was I, I've attempted 177 once. Did you, and, you didn't. and so for a moment, no, I didn't get it. But for a moment there, I thought that for some reason, 177, like I was going to be, oh, that's my cleaning jerk PR. But then I wonder whether or not I mentioned that on the last episode. So episode 176, that's my cleaning jerk PR. I think you mentioned that. I'm pretty sure you did, but I don't know. Ah, it's just in case I didn't. Just in case I didn't. Just in case I didn't. I took 176 kilos and picked it up from the ground, put it over my head. What's up? How much is that in American? amounts uh don't say that don't do that joe rogan <laughs> joe rogan it's uh you're gonna call it's me 387 387 yeah it's my fault that we didn't do the metric system in school that's blame me yeah what do you got what's up <laughs> i was just looking at that what's uh up? i finally got the iol tos poster i'm oh. pointing over my shoulder right now the season two poster you sent me hung up and I was reading yep. it because I I looked at it when I got it, but I didn't like pour over it. And now it's on the wall. I've been reading it, and uh, it's interesting. Some of the stuff on there. There's segments on there that I don't even know what they were. Um, and <laughs> we're gonna look at those posters. I, I can see my poster from season one right now. We just look at it for inspiration for what we should do on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. There's something that's called a hype suite, and it's different segments that I have no idea what they were, like what they meant. So. Read, read them out. Let, Let me see. see. Hold on. I got to get up and look at it. I'll be right back for just a second. Joey's walking away from his chair. He's standing in front of this. Uh, if you don't remember, the, the posters were made by resident artist Clave um, back when he was in high school in the very early days of Iowa TOS, which would have been. 2007 2008 and we had seasons of the show which was our way of retconning the breaks that we took between episodes and suggesting that yeah we meant to take breaks um, when in reality we were just so unorganized that we would just take a couple months off not too dissimilar from right now when we are uh we went for about a year straight uh, with no misses then we took three months off of the summer and then we came back for one or two episodes and we took a break off anyway so maybe this is season five of iol tos our way of explaining the breaks in the summer um <laughs> yeah. joey's joey's so anyway uh, clave back in the day he listened to all the episodes and he made a season one poster with us in the middle cartoonishly drawn both literally and figuratively and then a bunch of the stuff from season one was on the poster and then he made a second poster for season two which i think arguably might be even cooler we are even more comically drawn figuratively <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff from the episodes like uh, a lot of our um, a lot of our forced cat uh, catchphrases are on these, like <laughs> LeBron, and LeBron. it's amazing. Um, <laughs> I forgot about. He's got that. number one fan, number one hater. He's got we got cats and dogs. Uh, this is all season one stuff, so I'm curious what's the hype suite on season two. 
Uh, well, there's uh, the hype suite is is what's the hype, what's not the hype, and then there's a but I never noticed there was a what are you what are you surfing? There was a consuming and a surfing. What are you surfing? So uh, that was back when I was like, oh, websites are cool and they're meant to be bookmarked. Yeah, well, like we're the only people that ever look at like websites, right? So let's talk about how you know whatever. Um, oh, I'm gonna close my uh, thing here. Said. So uh, it's a, yeah, so there's, that was on there, and then there's some segments on there that I don't remember. One's called Barometer. <laughs> That's a, not real. Three on three, and uh, uh, I think that was uh, three on three was when we had guests. Was it? I I guess gotta imagine it was the three of us Talk, t- taking on three topics. Uh, yeah, maybe that was. And then there's a uh, complete the sentence was the segment. <laughs> And wow. Then, and then we bag. were never, it turns out this podcast was never good. <laughs> I mean, it might have been really good. I, maybe, we, maybe we got away from what made us good. Barometer, whatever the hell that was, you know? We had a 80% chance of rain. New York City. It was, it was where we guessed what the weather would be like. That's right. Yes. That's what? I don't know why that I'm one didn't take off. Yeah. I want to now on season one. There's you know iconic, this guy, that guy, that motherfucker over there, yeah. and this bitch right here. Which is one of the classic um, episodes. Check out my beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, that was from spam emails. Remember, was that we probably read yep. out spam emails or something on the show? I imagine. Yep. There's the uh, saltwater taffy backwax kit. <laughs> Something about ranch in there. Um, the, the cats and dogs. The quote underneath it is, "Don't get me started." <laughs> Don't get me started. Nair shampoo. Uh, Owen got four crowns for. Uh, uh, something hate underneath it. I guess Owen was number one hater. Yeah, four times. Four times. Yeah, I think that was back um, when we gave him hater every time for for a period of time there. Um, back when he listened to the shit. Getting, getting all man, this season one poster is dope. This it's one's Clay. this season two one is good too. It's uh, it's I mean it's Clay. I gave you so the you worst did. one. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh, Let's be honest. There, there's a picture of one of the classic episodes on this season two one, which is the uh, burning books and baking chicken episode, which is uh. It's kind of the one we always go to. Yeah, that's, I don't know. It's got it's the, chicken, the chicken cooking over the the Nazi book burning. Um, yeah. great, great clave artwork, you know. What is that? What's that? Oh, it's probably my washing machine. Hold uh, on one second. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> we get it. You have a washing machine. <clears throat> Just uh, watching him go to turn his washing machine off. This is an episode where we both walk away from the computer several times, and uh, hope that you enjoy it. It's uh, you know, well, great to be back. If that didn't fix it, then it's the construction stuff outside. Uh, okay, I, it's fine. I, it just came it. Up real quick. I thought you were watching a video or something. Uh, there's also another season of amazing guests: Fast Eddie Baldwin, <laughs> uh, PK. Wow. P- yeah. Wow. P. Kane and uh, Moses Mendoza, which I don't know who Moses Mendoza is. Mikey. Is it Mikey? That was Mikey's yeah. alternate name? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's his pseudonym. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you've exposed it to everybody. Uh, I do. Well, I vaguely, you said you didn't know. I wanted to clarify it for you. I, I, I vaguely, rem- it doesn't matter to me that you've ruined his secret identity. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, I vaguely remember Fast Eddie being on the show. Fast Eddie pops up in my Facebook every once in a while and comments on my music posts. So I have no idea what he was on the show for. Just giving some wisdom, you know. I, I bet I could organize him him getting back on the show. I think so, probably. He probably doesn't know that we're re, that we've been recording again. I bet he would listen. <clears throat> he likes nonsense, so the show's packed he, he, with nonsense. 
I don't want, it makes me want to call him right now. <laughs> you could try if you want to. No, I'm not going to. We've already <laughs> we had enough really bullshit like him, on this episode. Yeah, we can't really plug him into the show because we don't have the time. You, know, you, you in particular aren't going to be able to. I got uh, a speaker phone. Okay, there you go. That'll be good enough. Got, oh, no, don't, don't fucking front on me. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Nah, man, Edward. Call this guy. Speaker. See if Edward Baldwin picks up. He's working. You know, he's got a normal job. It's 1 30 on a Monday. Can you hear it, Ring? Yeah. Well, hey there. Welcome to episode 177. I only like their old stuff, where we ask the question What did you talk about when you were featured on this podcast about seven years ago? I remember exactly one thing that I said something about a pronoun and an antecedent and you laughed for about five minutes. I felt like I had been a very good guest because of that, but I don't know that I brought anything else to the table in terms of actual concrete discussion information. Perfect. That's all I got. I appreciate it. Look, I hope you have a great rest of your day and, and, you know, don't tune into this episode because it's still not a good podcast. And we'll talk to you later. Well, I'll, I'll wait for that release to come through. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Bye. Later, bye. <laughs> that was fast. Eddie. It was amazingly amazing that, that the quality was very good on that. So I think we could have interviewed him on the show if we well, needed to. But if we need to call him back, we will. But that was probably enough for now. And uh, yeah, fast yeah, Eddie. Sure. Yeah. You know, next week we'll interview Moses Mendez. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, what's your what's you got any housekeeper? Housekeeping. Um, no, ain't nobody talked to us. Nobody even asks about the show anymore. Um I take that back. Mark what? every once in a while is like, when's the show gonna be up? And I'm like, Well, now we're not recording for another two weeks because of you. So um, Mark uh Mark slid into my DMs about my uh fall podcast or my fall playlist, which I put out last week. It's too sad. Yeah, he it said it was sad. It was better than before. It was it was not a bunch of scary songs. Scary. But then he was like, "Well, I'm only like three songs in, so maybe scary. not." Uh, I had my sister Karen text me today. She that. started her day out with episode 176. But she, she whoa. Which, if you don't know, episode 176 is uh, in kilos. The PR for my best cleaning jerk, which is 387 in America. Yeah. She said, starting episode 176, go fuck yourself. The unannounced break, summer hiatus, and little laughing emojis. <laughs> so, you know, she's out here in these streets checking it checking out. Checking it out. Just, I mean, it's been a few weeks, but she it's been a month, I think. <laughs> she's finally caught up with it. That's good. That she's keeping, That's... everybody's keeping close tabs on the show, you know. One, one hot album every 10 year average. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, oh, we got some some stuff to talk about, but all right. Well, let's get into it. My, I can't wait. What's what's your hype? For the, for the record, Joey and I haven't recorded in a month. We've also not really spoken in a month. Not so really, this is but yeah. It's been uh, yeah. This is a catch up. We're catching up here. Not for any. Don't anybody get any worried. Don't get worried. We're not gonna have a special episode soon or anything. <laughs> let's talk about why we stopped talking. Well, we both have had like a shit ton. I'm, I assume you've just had a shit ton of things going on, and I have too. You know? So busy. I haven't so wanted busy, to talk to yeah. anybody. I've just it's the seconds I've had to myself. I just sit in a dark room and uh, stare at the wall. Yeah, and, I, uh, I can only see Joey from the glow of his uh, screen, his computer screen. Everything yeah. else is dark. Yeah, I'm just sitting here with the candle, just. Please, well, why don't you kick us off here and, and and fill me in on on, on the latest. Well, I asked you what your hype was, but I guess I can start off. Oh, really? Yeah. What's your, what's your hype? Well, I asked you first. Okay. Well, you didn't, but, uh, my, well, (laughs) here's my hype and it's kind of not the hype too, but my hype is that I quit working at the, uh, game store, the game store that I was, I was, remember when I was doing that? I remember intimately that was a lot of our summer hiatus was you lifting a, a, a piece of retail property from the ground overhead. Yes, and cleaning it and painting it and building it into a store. I'm pretty sure I lifted more than 176 uh, kilos during that time of uh, renovating that building. 
So yeah, we renovated a building for a month and then uh, started, you know, this game store. And we've talked about it in the previous episodes. And I opened it with a friend of mine, and uh, it didn't work out. Uh, I left on my own terms, but uh, it was just so much work that I just wasn't getting out of it what I needed to get out of it for the amount of work I was putting into it. And I was just realized that like, turns out, you know, I'm into games. Turns out, uh, working at the chocolate factory and not getting to eating the chocolate. It's just another fucking job, you know? So, um, yeah, so I, I just had no time for anything else that I was doing. And uh, so I've, I've quit, and uh, it's fine. I'm fine. Uh, left on good terms, like I said. Still friends with, with uh, the person I was working with. And uh, I have got back to doing my graphic design work. And that's what I wanted to focus on before we started this whole idea anyway. And I had to put it on hold because of... Uh, you know, I had only a certain amount of time to put into stuff, and so now I'm back to do my graphic design work, and a bunch of bunch of work has come in. So I'm uh, excited to build my business back up to where it was before, before DJing and before all that stuff. So um, that's my hype. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm you know yep. I'm bummed the other thing didn't work out, but it just you know it's fine. Sometimes things don't work out, and. Uh, you know, I think I made the right decision to move on and do my own stuff. And I'm being a little bit disingenuous when I say Joey and I haven't spoken in the past month. The truth of the matter is we did. And it really flared up because Joey, he had, he gave himself, uh, I don't know, a couple of days, maybe a week after leaving the, the game store, but before really starting back into his daily routine of work. And I will tell you, that was the most frequent he had ever responded to any of my text messages <laughs> in the past decade. Usually you text this man and you might get a response three to 24 hours later. Yeah. But boy, were you, you were so quick with all the memes and the jokes in the, in that week interim. Well, I, I, I sent you that, that it was basically like, I, so finally for the first time in forever, I had nothing to do. Like I was like, I'm going to do nothing for a few days because I've been working every day for two and a half months. I had one day off pretty much working, yep. t you know, nine to 12 hours a day. And so in the the back end of that, I was like, well, I got to take some time and just chill and not do anything. So I forced myself not to do anything. But it was like that. I sent you that meme of Quentin Tarantino just uh, aimlessly walking around his house looking at things. Yeah, that's basically yep. what it was where I was like, I don't have anything to do, but this is weird. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'll respond to some text messages. <laughs> and so we went back and forth for a, for a flurry there for that week. And, uh, yeah. It was well, I'm happy that. for you. I mean, uh, ain't no, ain't no sense in staying in a situation where you, you know, you've been over backwards and not really, you know, just not getting made whole because of it. So, yeah, it um, wasn't the right thing for me. And, uh, turns out working with the public, there's a reason why I quit DJing is like dealing with the public in a retail situation is pretty fucking horrible too. Uh, not no offense to like the people that were playing the games there, but randos walking out the street. Let me tell you how most of the things go now at a game store. Somebody walks in and you're like, ah, oh, it's this guy. I know what he's going to have to say. Yep. Here he comes. He come up the front. Hey, uh, I got some Pokemon cards. Yep. Got a Charizard here. Uh, heard it's worth, thousands of dollars i'd like my thousands of dollars now please and then i will leave you're like all right man well uh, i don't really know you know it's, it depends on what charizard it is and uh oh it appears that your charizard has a mustache drawn on it and a dick is that a dick on the charizard uh yeah i've had this since i was a kid okay well uh your charizard is not worth thousands of dollars yours is worth about ten dollars and i might pay you that just so i could show somebody a charizard with a dick on it uh, also, you're 50 years old, and uh, it's a little strange that you're still collecting Pokemon, but that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to judge you. I play Magic the Gathering, whatever, but like, no, I want my thousands of dollars for my Charizard. It's worth thousands. I want it now, or I'm going to sue you. And that's that, that happens about three times a day. So you're the best I can do, guy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Best I can do is, yeah, but it truly <laughs> is like, Ah, it was just mind blowing. People were just like, 
They'd come in and be like, I have a bunch of Pokemon cards. Do you want to see them? Nope, I don't. Don't know what they're worth. I don't know what they're worth. The person that does the Pokemon stuff isn't here. Well, let me show you anyway. I'm like, all right. Sure. Oh, Pikachu. <laughs> fine. That's fine. I just, it's got to the point where I wanted to be like, listen, motherfucker. You take your fucking broke ass Charizard and you fucking get the fuck out of here before I shove it up your ass. How about that? I have a Charizard yeah, worth thousands of dollars. Okay, yeah, I know. You got a bunch of Disney VHSs that are worth thousands of dollars too, I bet. So bring those in too. We'll put them all in the same box and throw them away. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have anything like that anymore. What? Any I don't think I have anything collectible. Oh, I have a bunch. I mean, you know, some of these magic cards you know, are worth some money, but. Did you ever hear of Battle Beasts? Yeah. I love that. I have some Battle Beasts. I have one. It's got the, uh, and it's got the little, uh, the little icon on it. Was that what it was? The little, uh. Have a, yeah, you rub the middle and then it would, it, it would shows show. shows you the little hologram yeah. thing that has like fire yeah, or ice guy, or guy. fire, water, wood or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I almost bought, uh, like a collection of them on on eBay like three months ago because I had my one yeah and those were always my favorite they were just my favorite those are cool. like they were so cool yeah uh, toy galaxy that YouTube channel that I like a lot he does uh he does like retrospectives on different toy lines and he has a really good one on battle beasts and like uh, look at that. yeah it's pretty cool it's like as most things as most american toy lines from that era are they started out as the japan as some sort of japanese thing and then they brought it to america and changed it a little bit and uh but those are pretty cool some of them are worth some money too i think they're not not i mean the one the one that i have is not worth it yeah why didn't you buy although that i should i should go into the to the fucking game store and be like, I have a battle beast worth thousands of dollars. I want money for my battle beast right now. I'm not leaving till I get money for this battle beast. I didn't buy the collection because I was just like, this is an unnecessary spend of money for a thing that will bring me joy for like one day. Yeah, but you, that's something you can put as like the centerpiece of your house. Like, put that in a, glass, right. a glass cabinet and glass cabinet come 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 see the battle beast collection <laughs> hello <laughs> welcome to my home before i serve you dinner allow me to show you the battle beast collection that i have amassed <laughs> so conveniently on ebay yeah one man's trash is another man's treasure it's, uh i'm not sure if you're aware of this but charizards are worth thousands of dollars these battle beasts are not but <laughs> oh man that's how yeah, that was honest, toys yeah. back then. It was because it was like rock, paper, scissors. Because if you had like the water one would beat the fire one. And mm -hmm. then the the fire one would beat the wood oh. one. And the wood one would somehow beat the water one, I think. But I guess because it floated on the wood floats. Yeah, there wood you go. Floats. Yeah, that's Ivory where soap. we could have played rock, paper, scissors. But no, we'll just uh, rub the front of this toy awkwardly and see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> So my hype is is all it's not really not hype, but it's all kind of wrapped together. I my hype is I've been going I, and I can't remember last last time we spoke if I had, I think I talked about going to a couple concerts. You were going to go to concerts every weekend in September. I think was the I was going to okay. So we haven't spoken. Yeah. So I went I went up to New Hampshire and I watched the. Willie Nelson's Outlaw Country Fest. Hmm. Now, I put those words together. What do you think? Uh, growing up, that's the kind of country that I listened to. So my dad liked Willie Nelson and uh, Waylon Jennings and stuff like that. So I'm not, you know, it's I I would assume that it's like that's that sort of off, you know, not not corporate country music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was at the uh, Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion, and it's a whole thing, man. You walk in there, and it's like a, it's like a little city uh, before you even get to the pavilion of all sorts of vendors and, you know, food vendors. And there was a guy there that had a top hat booth. Yeah, 
buy all sorts of top hats. You could, you had your drug rug booth, you know, yeah. where you could get your drug rugs and so on and so forth. And yeah, they actually had vaccines there. You just rock up and get a vaccine there. Wow. I'm outlaw, surprised that. Which is, it's yeah. funny because you had to prove that you had been vaccinated in order to get in. Wow. I'm surprised that they, that seems to go against the whole outlaw nature. No. Well, I don't know. I think it was the, it, I think it was the venue that was requiring that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I, I got there late, so I missed the first act, which was Margot Price. I was a little bit disappointed about that because I would have liked to have seen Margot Price, but I've seen her before, mm-hmm. so it is what it is. And the second set was Government Mule. You you ever listen to Government Mule? Uh, no, I I try not to ever listen to Government Mule. Well, so yeah, it's well, it's not. They were they games, were so. is as you'd expect, which for me was amazing. They were rocking. Yeah, the, I'm sure you the, love that. Brought yeah. the noise. Uh-huh. Set three was the main reason I went, which was Sturgill Simpson. Okay. It was his first time on stage since March of last year. I thought he was retiring from performing live and stuff or whatever. He is essentially retiring from being Sturgill Simpson and touring as a solo act. His plans are to very likely never record a solo album again, but, but create a band. Okay. And, uh, but this summer he was going to tour with the bluegrass bandmates from cut and grass volumes one and two and and he said on stage he was like yo this is our first time back on stage and i wasn't planning on touring this summer but willie nelson called and you're not going to say no to willie nelson um so he played a couple of songs from his newest album the dude and juanita and he played most of the set was cutting grass and i had been to like his his good looking tour which was he was touring sound and fury which is the really hardcore kind of like rock and roll laser beams kind of show and a 13 minute versions of his songs complete with like five minute really ripping solos and stuff like that and then like a week after i saw him on that tour is when he canceled the tour because of covid yeah and then here I am at his very first concert back. So yeah. I felt kind of special yeah. being on the booking of both of those. That's cool. And I, I did not weep, but I had tears brought to my eyes from getting to see him sing and play. And it was so special. Yeah. And I had tickets to go see him. We're recording this on a Monday, September 27th. I had tickets to go see him two nights from now on the 29th doing a five night run in New York city. Whoa. Some friends were coming up. Um, he has canceled that. Yeah. And canceled his shows in Nashville because he has laryngitis. Oh, okay. So I was questioning the wisdom of driving three hours North in New Hampshire <laughs> to watch a 75 minute set of Stretch Simpson, yeah. which turns out I've made the right decision. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And the good looking tour that I saw, I, I was going to go to the show in Boston, but all my friends were going to the show in Knoxville. So I went down to the Knoxville show and I was questioning, you know, the wisdom of doing that at the same time. But the truth of the matter is, I guess ultimately what it means is I got damn lucky. Yeah. You know, yeah, to see him. Um, so that was that definitely the hype. You know, I, I went to a couple other concerts, but. The other thing that I'll I'll update you on the hype is going to a professional disc golf tournament, uh-huh. most specifically the MVP Open that we had up here at this disc golf course that I've been going to. It was so cool. It's the guy that runs it has been to all these other major tournaments, and this one is different. One of the ways that he gets these pros to come up here all the way up to Massachusetts is not just because the course is outstanding, but the the atmosphere. The whole it was like being at a music festival. Yeah. There's a bunch of vendors, a bunch of booths. There's a DJ playing music all day. There's like, you know, very casual atmosphere, a lot of games being played, good food, 
Um, well, I say good. There's food available. <laughs> um, but like on Saturday night, if you have a ticket to the tournament, there's a free buffet dinner wow. that night That's and cool. the pros hang out and they, you know, take pictures and talk to you and all that kind of stuff. And watching these guys and these women, I, I was watching both men and women. They, they're so good, you know, yeah. this thing that you try to do every, you know, all the time. So that was hype as well as like getting That's to cool. follow a bunch of these people that I've been following for years, but in person. And um, I had a VIP ticket, so I got to go to parts of the course that other people weren't allowed to go to, which just meant that the crowd wasn't as big, which yeah. meant that I got to really get my hands on their penises and just like really <laughs> yeah. feel what it, you know, was, was yeah. what it was like. Um, there is a whole, whole eight on this course is basically tea box water basket you have to throw all the way over the water in order to get to the basket and there's about a 50 foot landing Ooh, zone i'll pull my dragon out for that <laughs> well they they have kind of benches and stadium seating behind yeah. the basket at this hole and there is a group of guys that are called the eight holes yeah that sit there and have a series of different types of chants and cheers. And they stay at that hole from sunup <laughs> to sundown every day. And so on Saturday, I sat at hole eight for the most you of the day. That, and it's yeah. just, it was wild uh, to see that these, these pros coming through and just like, they've got candy for them, you know, and they've yeah. got, um, I, you know, there's more to it than what I'm going to say because some of it gets lost in translation, but it, it is an electric atmosphere to sit at one hole and watch every single player come yeah. through and just like have to I face this gauntlet of fans of yeah. like 250 people, you know, over that water, like, they're throwing over the water. Yeah. There's tension. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Sounds fun. If they don't make it over the water, they had to go up the hill behind the basket and throw back down toward the water from the drop zone. And most of them didn't make it, but then everybody knows how many have made it in that day. So if you make that drop shot putt, then you're like, that's like number six, <laughs> number six. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. I mean, I got to have a couple, you know, very limited but minor little chit chats with a couple of pros like Philo Braithwaite is like, you know he he's super cool. He, a lot of people see him on Sports Center because he had this albatross where he threw in from like 300 feet, mm. you know, and it's featured on Sports Center about once a year. And everybody yeah. sends it to me on Instagram. And um, I don't know, just uh, you know, I'll be posting on my Instagram for the next couple of weeks, you know, videos from that tournament yeah. like I put two up already. and. Um, it's really neat to have been watching dudes on TV for years now and just like right there. Yeah, that's fun to go to a tournament like that. I, the thing I can relate it to is magic and the big magic tournaments that are like that. Like you usually play in the tournament with the pros because there's not yeah. quite as much division between the pros and the amateurs, I guess. So you'd be playing yeah. and you're like, oh, it's Brian Kibler. Like he's right there. He's playing oh, Kibler? down for me. Yeah, Kibler. What's it, what, what decks he got? What, what decks yeah, Kibler got playing? today? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just that sort of thing. It's fun. It's like you get to kind of like hobnob with the pros a little bit and then get to hype up things. And you're all like excited about the same thing because you're, you know, you're into playing disc golf or playing cards or whatever it is you're doing. Kibler, check out my podcast, man. Kibler. Yeah. Brian Kibler. You, you want to come on the pod? One time, one time, Kibler, uh, he 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 was playing. He had to play one game to to make day two of the GP. And you want to make day two, that's when you make money. To play one game to make it in, and he uh, he lost. And I immediately came up to him and asked him to sign something. And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "You just lost that. I'm an asshole." He's like, he was like sad at first, and then he like cheered up immediately and was like, "No, you're not. It's fine. Here, I'll sign this for you." He was like the coolest. I mean, he was like the nicest dude. Because if it was me in this situation, I'd have been like, "Fuck off, dude! Like, why are you bothering me now?" But he's like, he, "That's who. That, he's he's like, he does uh he does a uh, Hearthstone streaming and stuff now, or like commentary, which is like way bigger than Magic. He's known in other games and stuff, but he's a Magic. Yeah. Player. Anyway, that I don't know why I brought his name up as for that, but it's uh, it's a good name, Brian Kibler. Yeah, Kibler. Yeah. yeah. Kim, what was what that girl from Full House? Kimmy Giblets? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
Kimmy, Kimmy Gibbler. Gibbler. Yeah, Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. yeah. Just like that. Oh man! Uh, well, not the speaking height. of a little bit of housekeeping to do with uh, disc golf, uh, friends of the show, P Dog and P Kane, uh, who know each other but kind of through different circles. You know, P Kane was from your side, P Dog was from my side. They have met very few times together. I think once before this. They tur- hey. they both live in Nashville now, um, which mm-hmm. they have for a long time. And uh, randomly the other day. P. Kane and P. Dog met up to play disc golf. So, not just that. What? You may not know this. This this is a testament to how cool. Well, ultimately both of them are, but like really P. Dog. Cool. So for the past like decade, P. Dog has been going to yard sales, and if he sees any discs, he buys them. Yeah. And so he has this collection of discs, some of which are vintage. Right. And he gave P. Kane a Condor, which is a disc that is much larger than any other disc. It's as close to like a Frisbee right. as, a, a, as a golf disc gets. And he gave it to P. Kane. That's cool. He could sell that disc on eBay for over 50 bucks. Wow. Because there's a market yeah. for those vintage discs now. Some of mine are probably exactly. vintage at this point. So. <laughs> Yours are all trash. Yeah. Don't go oh, into the fucking oh, oh, oh. Di- play it against sports. Yeah. This this hey. free oh. flight number eagle is worth hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I have this Charizard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir, that yeah. that disc has a chainsaw drawn on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It literally does. <laughs> uh, that's cool though. That, that's a very P Dog thing to do, you know. Generous guy. Uh and and P Kane, you know. The dude that you want to give something to, because he's just the dude. He's a cool guy. And here's the thing about P. Kane: he's not going to go sell that on eBay. He's going to throw it. He is, and he's going to love it. And like, that's cool. That's really. He sent me the picture of it. I didn't really know the because I'm familiar with that disc because it was around when I was playing a lot. And uh, but I guess it's probably not now. So yeah, that's that's funny. Here's the and here's the reason why that disc is trash, dog. Sometimes you want the big old wide disc. You need the big, sometimes big, you want, yeah. the big Sometimes disc. you want to throw a trash can throw lid, the big man. Disc. Um, that's cool. I encourage, them, I encourage them to uh, start a vigilante, uh, a disc golf vigilante group where they would go and solve crimes and throw discs, and it would be P-squared. <laughs> P-squared would be the name of that. So. P-K would film it, and P-Dog would score it. Yeah, for sure. That's the, that's what we need. They're right there. That, those two, those, those are two. I will say this about P Dog and P Kane. Those are two of the most talented motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. P P Dog musically amazing, and P Kane just a wizard with video videography and and you know cinematography. Yeah, well, let's not you know whatever. I mean, fuck let's, them. Let's take it. Let's, let's take it back. Good let's take it. What back. about how good we're good? I tell you what. Here's the thing. They are as talented at that as they are shitty at disc golf. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it's all about putting them in their place. Like, if you see somebody who's an expert at something, find what they're bad at and shit on them for it. That's <laughs> that's what you want to do. That's uh, they didn't, they didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> uh, love uh, it. So, not the hype. My not the hype is uh, I is uh, Norm Macdonald passing away. Uh, comedian. Oh, Norm oh here we go. What? Here we go. Somebody, yeah, somebody said it was Papo. Papo texted me and another friend the other day. It was like, I, how come everybody loves Norm Macdonald? Claims to to have loved Norm Macdonald all this time out of nowhere just because he died. Yeah, I well, I I'm kind of shocked by that too because like I always thought he was just some. I mean, I my friend group was a big fan of him because he was in all the Billy the uh, the Adam Sandler movies back in the day, and famously we went to see Billy Madison in the theater, and that's like one of the times I bonded with like my best friends from high school, and yeah. we loved him on on uh, Weekend Update. He's still my favorite anchor on Weekend Update. Like I was actually I would consider myself a Norm Macdonald fan and my friend Ben, my best best friend from high school has met him and like since you know has a picture with him and stuff so he was really nice. But like he I got, didn't, he, he got dirty work on DVD. Yeah, he's got the Blu-ray of Dirty Work. Um 
but I but I honestly didn't think anybody else like appreciated him in that way. Like the, I was like, well, I'm a fan of him, but it's just because he's this niche comedian that was in some funny stuff. That, but yeah, it's kind of like amazing that universally all these comedians have come out and said how funny he is at stuff. And I've been watching some of his old uh, clips on YouTube and stuff, and he he does he he does have a a style about telling jokes that's pretty pretty cool um it is it is really it's cool. impressive the moth joke is one of my favorite jokes of all time. yeah i've watched that last night again because i was just like his timing and the way that he does it and you feel like he's just bullshitting and he kind of is but it's like yeah. it works in the end like he, 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 very interesting comedian and granted like that dude had some shitty views on some stuff and i'm not i don't agree with everything he ever did or anything like that but like as a as a fan of of comedy like that's uh yeah sad Sad thing, so but I, I get, I get somebody, somebody's tweet saying like battling with cancer for six years and not telling anybody is the most normal Donald shit I've ever heard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I know it sucks, but I, you know, I mean, sometimes you have these celebrity deaths where you're like, oh fuck, man, like I felt connected to that, yeah. you know, person, whatever. But like, I hadn't thought about Norm Macdonald and. Yeah, uh, you know, forever. And I and I had felt but, connected to him, but I would see why no, you know, other people wouldn't. You know, it's, it happens like that with like influential musicians all the time, where I'm like, you didn't listen to them. Yeah, it, like Nipsey Hussle died, and it's like you didn't listen to Nipsey Hussle. You didn't do no, you didn't. There's no way that you listened to Nipsey Hussle. Like you just didn't. And I did, but like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure it. you did, yeah. but you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh shit yeah no it's it's, it's funny that, speaking of sebku <laughs> i guess it was like two speaking three months ago yeah sebku was like he was he was playing video games we we're talking about music he's like you know i'm really into pop smoke these days i really like pop smoke and i was like oh that's cool you know a lot of the a lot of the younger you know generation yeah. at my gym they like pop smoke a lot and I was like, he's not, you know, he's not exactly for me, but I appreciate his hits. I like yeah. his hits, and I, don't, I just don't like his delivery that much, you know. It's like a, a the new version of DMX. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, he was blown away. Oh, but he said, "Did you guys know that Pop Smoke died?" I was like, "Yeah, man. Like he's been dead for like two years. Like what are you talking?" Yeah. Oh man. He's shook. He's like, I got. I just get into this guy. He's got no new music coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, That's Pop funny. Smoke. R.I.P. Pop Smoke Pour and Norm McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, Pop Smoke and Norm McDonald. Uh, the two 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 classic talents. Two um, two, two generational talents. Yeah. <laughs> What's your not the hype? Uh, Key West. Oh. Yeah, you you've yeah. been traveling during this time that I haven't talked to you the past couple weeks, and I'm like, where are you at? Like, I saw Man. that you saw Papa. You saw Papa, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, a couple weeks ago, I went out to New Mexico for a weightlifting competition. That was, you know, that was good. Look, every trip I've taken has been good. The only problem is it's been back to back to back to back. Yeah, that that's exhausting. Yeah, I'm worn thin. I'm worn yeah. thin. Burning the candle at both ends. Uh, I get back. You know, I. I yeah, so a friend of mine, a dear, dear friend of mine, is getting married in Key Largo, right? Yeah. And uh, and I'm going, I'm there with some friends, and so it's kind of this like destination type wedding. So the nine of us that went as friends, so it's like family, and then the yeah. friends, right? And there's nine of us that went as friends, and we're all friends with each other. And uh, so I go, I had a date, and I go down. And I hang out with Papo Wednesday to Thursday. I get 24 hours with Papo. Yeah. We use those 24 hours to hang out with his six-month-old daughter. Yeah. Which is wonderful. And his yeah. wife, Criado, stopped by. Cool. Hung out with us for a yeah. little bit. Um, but we played two rounds of disc golf. And talk about shitting on somebody for playing disc I was I played so horribly. <laughs> I, I played so horribly. He was like digging me up so hard. He's like, man, you're going to light this course up. You're so good. I can't wait for you to shoot birdies like, all day. Bro. bro. And like, he was like nervous about himself, yeah. you know, like his own score. Relative. Dude, the first day I, I shot like six over. And then the second day I was like, I'll spot you eight strokes, you know, and then yeah. we'll play for 20 bucks. Oh, which reminds me, I owe him 20 bucks. 
because he uh, he only lost by four strokes. So like yeah. he was within the eight stroke winner. I I shot two strokes worse on the second day when I was like I went out there and I was like I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna shoot minus five today. Uh, and that's when it's bad. That's when it goes bad, you yeah. know. So anyway, go down to Key Largo. We hang out, and all this group of people are like doing different things on Friday. So I decide I'm gonna go down to Key West. My family used to, you know, they, my dad, my stepmom, they love it down there. They go down there every year, and yeah. I've never been. Yeah, and it was just not what I expected. Too commercialized um, or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. really like I was expecting like a sleepy little island. Where, like, you could see the water and, like, you know, yeah, I understood it was, like, a party culture. But it was, like, it was busy as fuck, man. It was, like, all yeah. sorts of buildings and all sorts of commercial stuff going on. And I just never felt like I was even on an island to begin with. Some of that's not really the fault of Key West. It's the fault of my own projection. I mean, it was cool to see the chickens roaming around. It was cool to see the lizards. Yeah. I went to the southernmost point. That was me. You know, I had a. What? Get a Hemingway's house. I didn't go to Hemingway's house, man. Hemingway, fuck that you guy. Didn't see the cats? <laughs> no, I did. I I forgot about it, and <laughs> no, I just that, didn't make the time funny. to do it. Yeah, it's one of those places that it's sort of like. Sadly, the Outer Banks is becoming that way now, where it's like, yeah, you should have been here thirty years ago before, like when it was actually cool and sleepy, and then somebody realized, hey, we should just market this being cool and sleepy, and then it ruins it. So it's like, you know, it becomes Disneyland at some point, and you're like, all right, well, fuck yeah. this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not genuinely like, I just, I don't need to go back there. It was 90 degrees. It was humid. I, I saw enough. I went to the seafood market and got a lobster roll and that was fine. And, you know, saw everything and sure the drive down, you know, everybody was like, you know, you don't necessarily want to drive down there. It's like a long drive because it's a two lane road and it's just bridges over water. And I was like, that sounds delightful. Like, yeah, sure. But it wasn't, I mean, and that part was mostly delightful, but it wasn't as much Brit. I don't know. It was just like one degree less cool than I thought it would be on every front. Yeah, I get that. I could see that being that way. I've never had the desire to go there, but I mean, I've heard the food is well, I, down there and stuff. But I went for you, so you don't I have to go. appreciate it. Thank you for doing that. What a I, you know, somebody's going somebody's to chime in and be like, oh, Key West is awesome. You did it wrong. Bro, you I just got to go to the other island that nobody knows about. That's Key West West. You know, yeah. it'll be Matt, and it'll be something about Jimmy Buffett, because I think Jimmy Buffett has a house on Key West. <laughs> Blew up my flip sure. <clears throat> Be sure to chime in in the group yeah. chat, Matt. Tell us about how Jimmy Buffett's house in Key West is better than Ernest Hemingway's. Yeah, fuck, fuck off with your salt <laughs> shaker of salt. <laughs> you got any hype still out? Uh, I just came up with it. My hype still out is uh, it's is I think I want to go play some disc golf soon. Man, I haven't played in forever. Oh it's been like three years since I played, and I think that Jackie would not be. <laughs> It's not her kind of thing, but I think she would have fun just walking around throwing discs, you know? Like, I'm not good. So she's never done it before, but she's that she's she's expressed interest in trying it out. And we have a course, like, we could walk to the course from our house. Like, we should be going there. But it's been so hot. It's always like, it's so hot, but now it's cooling off. Perfect time. Yeah. Fall's a great time to go throw some discs. Yeah, heck yeah, man. You so, play all the way through November. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, we'll, a little bit of exercise. Might try to go do that. That might be a fun to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never been. I never like quit disc golf or anything. I just hadn't. I just hadn't had people that you got to have somebody that wants to go. I think so. For me, it's like I need somebody that wants to go with me and go. And I just hadn't. My friends that played here I just don't play anymore. And you know. But. Yeah, there's an inverse relationship between casual status and like solo. Right. Yeah. For sure. And I yeah. and I have no desire to play competitively. I just want to go through throw some and you know it's fun it's nice to just walk around and man get in there man yeah we didn't do that that's hype still up for me what about you what's hype what, what's your hype still up speaking of disc golf um this month in october team challenge begins so uh, yeah. this year is going to be a lot more structured and a lot more competitive because last year we were still dealing with covid so yeah. a lot of the formality of team challenge was not the same <clears throat> so up here in new england we have five different tiers 
of competitiveness, A pool all the way down to E pool. The team that I'm in is in the E pool. But last year we were playing against any team. So it was like maybe play against a bunch of A tier pools and stuff like that. So it's funny, it blew Papa's mind that I was not the best player on not the best team. You know, he's like, wait, you're not in an A pool? I was like, nah, dog, I'm not even that good. Um, of course, maybe after the second round when I shot plus eight on the same yeah. course, he would it made more sense to him. But um, oh, how, how the mighty have fallen! This uh, <laughs> just it's don't it's, be, uh, never meet your heroes. It's false. Yeah, <laughs> it's false humility. Yeah. False humility. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, so we got you know we get one one round or one challenge per month. So I'll be you know all day on a Saturday. First round's match play, me versus somebody on the other team, and second round's doubles, me and another guy. And this year, the team that we have, I think we're going to be taking it seriously because they had three different tryouts. Yeah. And uh, I told those dudes, I was like, I'm on the fucking team. I'm not coming to a tryout, yeah. you know, because I was like yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. top three on the on the team. Like, I shouldn't have to try out again, but it'll be interesting. I mean, it's starting to happen. I need to start taking my disc golf a little bit more serious now yeah, and uh, you gotta, you can't, you try can't, to earn us a spot in the, in the D pool for next year. Yeah. You can't suck it up when you're on the E team. You got to be the best on the E team. Yeah. You got to be the best on the E team. I'm trying to get, I was, try, I was, I was thinking I was going to try to get pulled up to that A team, uh, the A pool team for this year. But then I was kind of like, you know what? I want to stick with the bad news bears and just like, yeah, Let's 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 go. Let's do this thing. That way, you can always blame everybody else if it goes bad. Just be like, "Yeah, well, I played with those jabronis. So, what do you expect?" Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. I won all my singles matches. <laughs> <laughs> what? What have you been consuming? So, as I as I often do, I go back every once in a while and revisit some classic album that was like meant something to me in the past that I don't ever listen to anymore to see if it was actually good or if it was just a moment of the time. And we've talked about this. this on the show before. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting to go back to that stuff. And uh, the one that I picked out recently was uh, Green Day's Dookie. Ooh. So I was like, I'm going to go back. I hadn't listened to Green Day at all in a while. I mean, it's like Green Day is a bunch of clowns I, now, right? They're just a bunch of, it's just clown show at this point. Um, pretty much just garbage what they have become. Um, but that Dookie album meant a lot to me in high school. It came out when I was in high school. And it was, for better or worse, you know, it was punk becoming mainstream. And uh, later on, I got into older Green Day stuff when they were a lot, edgier and raw and and that stuff is really good too but that dookie album i've always held it up as like that's just a great album it doesn't matter what the genre is um just i can hear that i can hear that bass line from longview as soon as you said dookie which is funny because that was my least favorite song in high school when it came out and now it's my favorite song on that album i think um but that the album's great it holds up uh it rocks in this way that's like it, it it transcends like punk. It's just like, it's a rock album, you know, and it's really good. And it's still, it still was listenable. You know, a lot of stuff from that era, not a lot, but there's stuff from that era that would be of that sort of genre or whatever, which is cringy now, you know? And it's like, well, I was young and listened to it, but I'll say that album, I think really holds up and uh, it's really good. And the, the you know, the non hits are just fine. They're not. There's not any of the non hits that I'm like. I love that song or whatever. But the hits are just spectacular, all of them. And it reminds me of those those music videos on MTV for that album and you know that time period. And yeah, it was a good good. It was pleasant, pleasantly surprisingly good to go back to that. Well, I'll just have to check it out. Uh, I'll go back and uh, you know listen to it myself because you've really piqued my interest as to whether or not I agree with you. Well, and you're, you, you had a different relationship with it. Cause I don't know when you got into that album, but probably not when that it was, out. that was my introduction into green day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think most people it would be, um, probably. And it was mine too. You know, it's like, I didn't know. I, I mean, I didn't know about their previous work, you know, and they now in the, in the, looking back they, they they had a lot to do with like jawbreaker and that whole scene and and you know they were in the same same thing as that and operation ivy too you know like they all operated in the same circles um 
but you, well, you're I'm, much younger. I'm excited. I'll put out. it on at the gym this afternoon. I'll probably have a bunch of people be like, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> it's good, man. It, 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 it moves along. It's a very, uh, very good album. I would say it reminded me she... of good stuff from high school. So, God, there's so many. I remember recording, like listening to the radio with a cassette tape in my stereo. And then as soon as when I come around, yeah. started playing, I would hit record. You know, that's how you made mixtapes back in the day. And I remember listening to that song so often, just getting the lyrics totally wrong. Yeah. Something about Tarzan swinging through the vines or something like I, I had it really wrong. Yeah. And I can't, I can't wait to listen to it. I remember listening to it maybe fuck, like five years ago yeah. for the same reason that you uh-huh. listened to it and being like, no, it's not that good. But, but I want to be sure that I was if like, if I wasn't in the right mood, I maybe I would, maybe it wouldn't have been, but it, it, I feel like it yeah. holds up and I think it's just a really good album, you know? Um, and I it, think that album for me is Rancid's Outcome the Wolves. Right. Yeah. And that was that album came out f- a few years after Dookie, right? Really? I think Let's so. See, Dookie was 94. Maybe it was before it. I don't remember. And then Outcome the Wolves is 95. Yeah. So, okay, so right not after too, it. not too far. But after, it kind of, yeah. Out- out- I think that that, I think that Rancid <sighs> album probably, you might not have been exposed to it if Dookie didn't hit big first. You know what I mean? Because it like, Probably not. It actually, there was a song off that album, that Rancid album, that was on the radio. Is Ruby that Ruby Soho? Yeah, and it like I don't think that song would have been on the radio if like Green Day hadn't have when like I, busted through. When I come around, you know, yeah. And actually, the funny thing is, is like you know, I love Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker was supposed to be Green Day. Jawbreaker's uh, Dear You album was supposed to be Dookie. It was supposed to be the album that brought that scene to the mainstream and it made the charts, and it didn't. And Jawbreaker got shit on by their fans because they, you know, accused of selling out and everything. But Jawbreaker kind of paved the way for Green Day to do it right, I guess. And uh, which is kind of it's interesting to see how that stuff's all tied together. Yeah. You know, and you know, but whatever. Fuck it all. Well, well. Speaking of one walks so another can run. Yeah. While the third band flies. Yeah. I am really into Goose. Goose? <laughs> so, Gravel Dead walked so that fish could run, <laughs> so that Goose can fly. So goose can fly. Uh, I, have a, I have a fish reference to you to bring up in a minute, but yeah, go ahead. That's right. That's yeah, right. You texted yeah, me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Goose is this, like, I don't know, probably about five or six year old band from uh, I think I've heard Hartford, of them, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've you talked about them on the show before. Here. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I bought tickets to go see them on Halloween in Worcester, and I'm going to go see them. Uh, December eighteenth in, in in at a casino in Connecticut. Like this, is their first call, their first like Coliseum show, or like what is it called? A what's a concert hall that's like an arena? It's like an arena. Arena, yeah. They're playing three sets that day. They're calling it Goosemas. Oh my god! I have joined the Goosemas. flock, Joey. Oh, I am. Oh. This is my band right here. This is. I'm telling you right now. This. I'm gonna go out there. And I'm going to dance like the white boy that I am. Yeah. And I'm just going to shake my knees and bob my head. And the truth is, there's a chance that old, our friend of the show, Glenn Delaney, is going to come up for okay. the December 18th show up at the Mohegan Sun Arena. I don't think you could legally go to a show like that without Glenn Delaney. In attendance, <laughs> so. yeah. he's, been my, he's been my goose tour guide for, for yeah. a while. And now he and I, that's what, it, he and I are sharing songs with each other yeah. on Nugs at Net. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we went over that last last episode, I think, to you're on the Nugs.net or whatever. And Oh, yeah, oh, totally, bro. bro. You know, yeah. I've got my hula hoop, I've got yeah. my Nugs, you know what I'm saying, let's go. You're into it, yeah, I got you. Hell yeah, I'm into it. I make no apologies anymore I've, for listening to what I listen to. It's enjoyable. It's fun. And Goose is right up my alley. It's everything I like about all these other jam bands just tied up into one. This like is real happy. I, now I know to avoid that. So I appreciate that. That's not, that's not going to be. <laughs> I think I'm going to send you a track. All right. It's a, You're not going to listen to it? No, I won't. 
I'll listen to it and just not tell you that I'll listen to it. I'll I'll find the shortest yeah. one. It's like, like 15 minutes uh, long. Just so, a pop yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll find the studio song. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of studio songs from jam bands, tell me about Fish. So there was a brief time in high school after I worked at summer camp where I was, you know, I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a deadhead now. And I listened to Fish, too. And it was because my friends that worked at camp did. And then, you know, about a couple months after trying that, I was like, this is sucks, and I don't want to listen to any of this shit anymore. But because of that, I have the little bit of exposure I've had to that music. There are some things that I like, and Fish was there, there's stuff from that era of Fish that I like. But I don't listen. This I listen to Fish like once every five years. I'm like, I'm going to listen to some Fish, and I'm like, ugh. Uh, why do I want to listen to this? And then I go back and I usually listen to a live one, which was the first album I ever heard by them, which has bouncing around the room on it, which of course is like, it's not cool to like that song as a fish fan. Um, and I listen to hoist, which people don't like that album and think it's shitty. And I think it's actually really good. Uh, I mean for, for fish, I think it's really good because the songs are not 15 minutes long and, you know, sample in a jar is a great song. So I, I went down that rabbit hole the other day. I went back and listened to a lot of Hoist, and I listened to Bouncing Around the Room, and I messaged Josh you. Gray. Josh Gray is fully erect right now. <laughs> I, what did I message you? I said you, I, I you said, just sent I'm me a screenshot. Fish. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try to pull it up. Josh. I think you just sent me a screenshot. I didn't even want to give you a hard time about it. Because I didn't want you to like turn it off out of yeah, anger. No, you know? I, no. I mean, I I wouldn't have told you if I didn't expect some kind of blowback from it. But I think it's that- you said podcast feel somehow my first day of freedom and my one day every five years that I listen to fish have aligned, and it was a screenshot of sample in a jar, the and then yeah. and then you sent the Quentin Tarantino walking around his house, and then you started. Then he started sending me pictures of you reading different books, <laughs> like the cat in the hat. And then you said, read some Rush poetry. Limbaugh. You said, read some poetry. So I sent you a picture of the cat in the hat. Me I reading did. The cat you in the said, hat. yeah, you, said, you said, it's fuck weird. Off. First, <laughs> first day in two and a half months that I have nothing to do. I said, read some poetry. You said cat in the hat. And then you sent Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, Jackie has a copy of Rush Limbaugh's book. It's I said you said fuck off after I sent you the Cat in the Hat one, and then I said okay, fine, I'll read this, and so it was the Rush Limbaugh book. But uh, yeah, that was that. It was my first day off in two and a half months or whatever, and I decided to listen to Fish and read Rush Limbaugh. You know, so is there a connection? I don't know. Brutal. Why? So why would Grizzles be erect right now? Because I'm listening to Fish, or because of the 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 songs in particular that I mentioned. I think I think because you're listening to fish, and he just like you know he's not gonna yeah. tell you what you can and can't listen to when yeah. it comes to fish. He's just happy that you're participating yeah, yeah. in the in the religion and the movement, you know. <laughs> well, Trey Anastasio played here. At this, <laughs> this there's people playing here all the time. They're like, yeah, Elvis played there the other night. I'm like, really? I thought he was dead. Like everybody's playing at this venue in town now, and yeah, Trey, what's his name, played there. But uh, I will say that. This led me down to my friend Jason Rodwell in high school was super into fish. And he always told me that the coolest thing was that they did the covers. They covered a whole album every Halloween. And at some point they stopped doing that. But in the nineties, they would cover a whole album on Halloween night. Right. And I will maintain that one of the greatest live recordings, and it pains me to say this, but one of the greatest live recordings I've ever listened to is 1996 in Atlanta when they played remain in light by the talking heads from start to finish. And yep. it's, I listened to it start. If I, I listened to the whole thing when I was doing this, this fish, you know, listening to this fish stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, it's interesting. It was interesting adaptations of the songs from remain in light, which is my favorite talking heads album. And I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And then I wouldn't listen to Remain in Light after that actual Remain in Light. And I was like, this is really good too. So um yeah. I will give a credit for that 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 live album. I can understand why people like Fish Live because that in particular was pretty interesting to hear them cover those songs. And uh and they're very like that album is very like uh Afrobeat infused, so they were able to kind of go off down that tangent with their their jams and stuff, you know. So um 
And now Josh has ejaculated. There you so go. It is <laughs> it's it's on uh it's on Spotify. If you it's the ninety six Halloween night ninety six. I think it's from Atlanta. They played the masquerade or something. I think and it's uh yeah it's the musical the, costume. That was what they, yeah. they called it. Musical costumes. Yeah. yeah, I always thought that was interesting. Even though I didn't didn't necessarily like fish, I thought it was really cool that they did that. And anyway, that's I, yeah, I fish. think it's the foxy. Those. The Fox, yeah. Or the Rock, the Fox. the Fox, yeah. The Fox Theater, okay. yeah. That's probably it. Well, man, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go eat some lunch. I'm gonna cool. go back to work. All right. Fuck right, them so kids. You can uh, check us out on our shitty website, IOLTOS.com or IOLTOS.com. You can email us, uh, IOLTOS at gmail.com. I think that's the email address. Uh, I think it's I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Okay. Well, email both of them. Just or don't email. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us online other places if you know where to look. And uh, we're on Spotify and sometimes on Apple. So anyway, we out. Four stars. See you next time. Have a good night.